0: RadioInfluence.com Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I'm joined by none other than Frank Scatino of Cafe Chibo. How are you, Frank?
1: I'm fine, thank you. How hey, are you?
0: I'm good. It's been a while since you've been on. Sure have. So what have you been up to? Just cooking just up a storm?
1: working and cooking and just making... Uh, making things
0: happen. Making things happen. Yeah, well your food is phenomenal. I know personally. I've had <laughs> almost every dish on the menu. So Frank is the owner of Cafe Chibo which is located in St. Pete and you've been open for 20 years now or 21? 21 years. 21 years. That's 99. fantastic. 99. So how did the whole concept of Cafe Chibo come about?
1: Oh, I just uh I uh was living in the area and there wasn't anything decent in the area. <laughs> I thought maybe you know, I should do it because mm-hmm. I, I swore I wasn't going to open a restaurant when mm-hmm. I moved here because I had had many restaurants and I just wanted to get away from it a little bit and get a normal job and, <laughs> and just didn't work out because, uh, you know, just kind of sucked me back in.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it, it does. it. The restaurant industry always does. Yeah. But yeah, you guys have, I mean, you have such a huge just fan base of people that just love your food and that's the one thing anytime I've ever been there you have so many people that have been coming for years and it's like home to them which I love that
1: oh yeah we, we see the kids grow up I mean the other day my calta was in with me and we were sitting down and this girl this 23 year old beautiful girl came in and hugged me and it was come to find out it was a little girl that used to come in when when she was a baby mm-hmm. when she was a, literally a toddler and um, i watched her grown up you know and yeah. it's uh, pretty cool because we have a lot of those families that kids now are all grown up
0: yeah it's pretty cool yeah you don't think about how that just reminds me like i used to go to this restaurant back in california ever since i was probably four or five years old so i'd go with my dad and we'd sit up at the counter and watch all the cooks making everything and then i used to hang out at this place as i got older and was bartending and i remember one day i'm sitting at the counter and one of the cooks looks at me and he goes Tracy, are you you're Dominic's daughter, right? And I looked at him. I'm like, "Do I know you?" He goes, "I've known you since you were five years old. I used to give you lollipops, and it was just <laughs> funny to see after all that time." Oh, yeah, that, yeah. You know. that's
1: pretty cool when you when you have that. Yeah, you have that connection with people, and they've been coming into the restaurant since mm-hmm. they were babies. You know?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. So you guys now you offer Sicilian cuisine, which I love. Yeah, mainly Sicilian, a little bit of. Well, I mean, you know, we, we
1: there's a lot of Italian food when you. When you talk Italian food, you know, you got to have the alfredos and the cream sauces mm-hmm. and things like that. Now, Sicilian food is more of just olive oil and tomatoes mm-hmm. and and just onion and peppers and things like that. You know, it's not so much the creamy sauce. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, obviously the marsala and things of that nature are more northern Italian. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, of course, we have our eggplant is a Sicilian style mm-hmm. eggplant. People seem to like Either they like it or they don't. It's Some people are mm-hmm. used to the battered eggplant.
0: Oh, I hate battered eggplant. And
1: we, we uh, don't do it that way. We just saute it and then just layers of ricotta cheese and, and sauce, tomatoes, and, and mm-hmm. then some fresh basil. That's all.
0: It's it's great. And that's actually the style of Italian cuisine that I prefer. I don't like all the creamy sauces. I like more of the lighter bases, you know, fresh tomato, basil, olive oil, tomato, lots of garlic. Tomato, olive oil, and garlic.
1: That's it. <laughs> that's all you need. That's
0: all you need. Absolutely. Simplicity
1: is simple. The Salian food is a more simple.
0: Well, we have to talk about your bread because that <clears throat> is the one thing that always comes up when people talk about Cafe Chibo, the bread and the crack sauce. <laughs> now, we can't say what's in it, but you guys have this dipping sauce that is just, I yeah, can drink it's it.
1: A, it's a butter base. It's a butter sauce. Oh, you know? it's so good. It's a butter sauce and garlic, garlic butter. But uh, yeah, <laughs> It's just are wonderful, people just, they go crazy about it. You know, they really love it they call not. it crack sauce they do that's is. their name they given it
0: <laughs> i actually took a little home once and i poured it over popcorn and it was fantastic
1: <laughs> probably oh, yeah. Pro- yeah pretty much on anything on anything and that, that garlic will go with you know
0: broccoli yeah yeah Yeah. i'm trying to be good and do keto i'll get broccoli with that or
1: mm-hmm.
0: i know now one of my favorite dishes on your menu is the um the penny comporto mm. which is if you can explain that dish because it's
1: well what we do yeah (laughs) what we do is we make a um a pesto if you will it's kind of like what we do is we cook down different mushrooms we get a a mix of wild mushrooms and we cook them down and we cook them with shallots and sherry wine and some um roasted red peppers and we puree it all Mm -hmm. and when we puree it it becomes like a pesto Mm -hmm. almost like a pesto and so then what we do is we, we slice up some portobello mushrooms. We put it in a saute pan with the pesto, mm. and we toss it with pasta. It's simple.
0: It's my absolute favorite dish on the menu. Mm. It really is. I love it. I, I think about it all the time. I need to hop over the bridge and get some. <laughs> so good. Now, I wanted to also talk to you. you. Every year, you do your special Christmas Eve. Well, it's not just Christmas Eve. It's a couple days before Christmas Eve. Well,
1: we're doing it probably Christmas Eve this year. Christmas okay. Eve, yeah:
0: So the Feast of the Seven fishes. Mm. love it.
1: And yes yeah, well, it, it, what it is it, 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 is that exactly you you have seven different types of fish
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's probably since I don't like putting it all in one meal, I, I do a couple appetizers. we do We're really become popular with our crab cakes, so mm-hmm. I want everybody to taste the crab cake, so I make a crab cake and then our grilled octopus. And those are the two appetizers because it mm. actually has two appetizers, and then the next course would be the chopino. Chopino is like a, a stew, mm-hmm. a fish stew mm-hmm. with um, with shrimp and scallops and mussels and
0: Alamari. calamari,
1: calamari, yeah. and and a piece of bacala, mm-hmm. which is codfish, cod, yeah. an Atlantic cod, not the salted cod. Mm-hmm. We use the Atlantic cod. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different stew altogether. Right, right. But anyway. <laughs> and um and we serve it with some toast and people by the end of the by the end and then it comes with a dessert and uh hey, with a nice glass of white wine. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's an perfect. awesome meal. It's a great meal.
0: I think I'm actually gonna come this year for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So it should be fun. I, I miss that. When I was growing up, my dad always did a big feast of the seven fishes for Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. not having him in the same state makes it difficult. So I, I do miss that. And it would be hard for me to do that for my kids because they like seafood, but they just wouldn't eat all that. Yeah, Kids are picky. Yeah, Definitely
1: picky. Well, you know where we're at. <laughs> I know where you're at, too.
0: Absolutely. Now, you've also had a lot of celebrities coming through your restaurant. I've noticed all of the pictures on the wall, and that's one thing I love about your place is that you really just get that feeling of this is a special place with everyone that comes in there. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, people talk and having all those... uh all the stations down there on off the end of Fourth Street brings a lot of uh, music people in, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it just and it's just been good, yeah, been yeah. good for us.
0: Now, how have you noticed a like kind of a shift in business ever since COVID kind of hit us all? Well,
1: well, COVID it became a big to-go business, mm-hmm. and of course we have pizza on the menu. So having pizza on the menu, your to-go business. Uh, kind of stays strong, mm-hmm. and it actually got stronger for us. Uh, the to-go business got much stronger, mm-hmm. but our inside was weak. Mm-hmm. And um, But we have uh, hung in there. And we have been uh, coping, and now we just opened up again for lunch two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it hasn't been real busy yet. Actually, today was our first, I could say, busy lunch. Yeah. So... So it's coming back little by little. All the offices are all working, you know, because we're down there near uh, all those office buildings, you know, FIS and J-Bill and all those office Mm -hmm. buildings. And they usually fill us up at lunch. But because everybody's working out of their homes, Mm -hmm. um, the offices are empty. And uh, they were saying January 1st, but I think J-Bill moved it back to March, February or March. But other offices will be opening up in January. So, hey, we're just going to hang in there. You know, it's like uh, it was difficult to do when we weren't open for lunch because then I'd have to go in in the morning anyway because I had to take orders, deliveries, Mm -hmm. you know, all All that stuff. It was just always something, always things to do.
0: Right, absolutely. Never
1: never a dull moment in the restaurant business.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you'll probably get a lot of visitors for the Super Bowl, too.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. We, um...
0: If that doesn't get moved or pushed the, the, back. <laughs> yeah, the
1: Kansas City Chiefs, um, one of their, um, um, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything. That's but, okay. <laughs> the, there's a, uh, what do they call it? an event planner, mm-hmm. has <clears throat> contacted, reached out to me and contacted me about um, if the Chiefs are in, they want to possibly do a catering event with us, and so we'll see.
0: That'll be great. If yeah, Kansas
1: City gets in there. Now I'm gonna root for Kansas City because right. I you might get some business. Absolutely, out.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling they're gonna be in it again.
1: Yeah, probably. They're I, good. Yeah. good team. Hard to hard to beat them. I'm telling you. Even Pittsburgh.
0: I uh, know. you are gonna go there with that. Yeah, I'm still so upset that they lost the other night. It I know you're just... a
1: Pittsburgh fan, but you know
0: <laughs> they're they're tired. They haven't you know had any they any they have breaks. They've had a
1: hell of a team. They've had a hell of a game. You run this year.
0: Yeah, but still, I think they're they're worn out and they're starting to get plagued by injuries too.
1: Yeah, man. So. Yeah.
0: Anyway, at least you know I have to say one thing. I'm so glad your Ravens beat the Cowgirls
1: last night. Yeah. Me too. Because <laughs> I hate the Cowboys like more than any Me other too. team. Me <laughs> too. I don't usually bet, but I had this buddy of mine who loves the Dallas Cowboys and swore they were going to win. I said, no, they're not. Oh, so. there's no way. So we bet dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. I hope it was at someplace
0: cool too. <laughs>
1: no, Steakhouse. <laughs> <Bon-mo's? Bon-mo's. laughs> oh. <laughs> Another
0: place I need to go back to.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Well, you guys, just so you know, Cafe Chibo. Now, what is your exact address? I should know that.
1: 8697 4th Street North.
0: Perfect. Very close. If you're at West Shore and Gandy, where I'm at, I can actually make it there in about 12 to 13 minutes. It's a quick jump over the Gandy Bridge. Turn left. It's right over there, not too far up. Amazing food. They're open for lunch, Monday through Friday. Open at 1130. You know, their dinner's fantastic. Seven
1: nights a week for dinner. Yep,
0: seven nights a week. You open at 5 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great place to go, guys. I know when Frank is there, it's always just... Even more fun because his personality <laughs> is just oozing everywhere. Oh, yeah. I ooze. You're always jovial. And we need to get together and make another sausage video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That was fun. It was. That was fun. Oh You got one. You don't need another one. Well,
0: we'll do something different. <laughs> A pizza with Frank. There something go. like that. We'll
1: make pizza dough. <laughs> pizza dough.
0: And you guys definitely be sure to check out Cafe Chibo for the Feast of the Seven Fishes. I'm telling you right now, Frank's his everything on his menu is just. To die for, and you guys will really enjoy it. So, if you're looking for something special in the Tampa Bay area, check out Cafe Chibo. I think that's, is that for me? Just kidding. (laughs) Chef Rob. Oh, (laughs) I know a restaurant owner's work is never done. But yes, as I was saying, you guys should definitely check out Cafe Chibo during the holidays. Um, Their Feast of the Seven Fishes is definitely a dinner you don't want to miss. If you're lucky, you might see Frank there walking around talking to everybody. And don't forget, guys, A new episode of Forking Around Town comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to download your podcast. Thanks for joining me, Frank. Thank you. We'll see you soon. I'll be in for some uh, paine comporto. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Ciao.
1: Bye. This is a live Bolden Boss Up Quick Fix on Radio
2: Influence.
0: Welcome, John Miles. We're so excited to have you.
2: I happened to be listening uh, to a radio show and they asked the question, What is the most dangerous animal on the planet? And so, you know, before he gave a response, they had a a commercial. And, you know, my head immediately jumped to, you know, it's got to be a lion or, you know, could it be, you know, the tiny, um, could it be the tiny uh, jellyfish that they have in Australia? Or could it be, you know, a killer whale or a shark? Um, and then he, the, the announcer came back on, and to my astonishment, he said, it's the mosquito.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't expect that. Why did he say mosquito?
2: Because they, they take more lives per year than almost all other animals combined, especially, you know, in third world areas where you have malaria, typhoid, uh, other things that are transmitted by mosquitoes. But it the whole thing um, got me thinking, and it was one of those moments you know, I think it's like when you're writing a song and it just comes to you. to me the the concept of the mosquito principle came to me at that point. And it's on this line that Stephanie was just talking about. And so as I started to think about it, um, we have so many influences that are around us. And oftentimes, as you alluded to, the influences we have, are not the influences we need to have. And so when I started thinking about this, I had, I'd identified three types of mosquitoes that you know we encounter. Um, the, the bloodsucker, the suffocator, and the PETA. If you're not familiar with PETA, it's uh pain in the ass.
1: Live bold and boss up with Stephanie Marchese and Ashley Jirachi can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com.